Hello, this is Alvaro. We are with the Creative Barcelona podcast and we are having a party. So if you hear a lot of noise in the background there, so what I've done is in the moment of having a couple of drinks and having some fun, I invited uh, Connor Monaghan with the podcast, The Quest for Wisdom and Stephen de Klerk. Uh, I messed that up. De Klerk. De Klerk. Uh, with the, you just told me tonight that you just released a new podcast. Yeah, today. All right, cool. The jungle out there. So, Thank you. Stephen, tell me about this new podcast that you started. So, the jungle out there is an experiment I've been massively procrastinating on, but uh, today has come to the first fruits that are live out there. And it's essentially about exploring my curiosity and seeing where the, the process of experimentation leads. Is it in English? It's in English. It's uh, um, an inter interview format at this point moment but i'll also see where, where where that goes i might go for, for panels in the future uh, so far i had two interviews one with a energy coach biohacker and one with an emeritus strategy professor uh, and both people have been very generous with yeah, yeah, yeah. sharing their expertise and their time you'll find that with podcast right podcast you'll find people like you seek them out because you think that it's very difficult in the very beginning to realize that okay who am i going to get on this show who am i going to have talking about whatever issues they want to talk about and then you find out that uh, it's about information it's about sharing the information i think that's the reason why we do and love this uh, media that whether we monetize it or not doesn't really matter it's just about sharing the information uh which i think that leads us to your podcast right connor uh the quest for, for wisdom i understand that it's, it's quite complicated in what you're what you're talking about is it oh complicated is the wrong word i think that the concepts are simple um It started up from a blog that I started writing a few years ago. Um, I quit drinking and drugs and I decided to just kind of go on this big quest to Brazil and do a load of different things while I was there. And I started writing about it. And then I started writing a blog as I wrote the intro about why I'd stopped drinking and all these things because I had a bit of a problem with that. I got a lot of people contacting me, people I knew from the past that had also had problems with this and they were reaching out. Mm. And I felt compelled to carry on writing about this and to finish writing my experience in the hope that I could help other people that are going through the same thing. Um, and that was the start of the Quest for Wisdom brand. And then I kind of put that on the side for a bit while I sorted my shit out because I, I was given a bit too much of myself to that. Mm -hmm. And then I had to kind of sort my life out. And I sorted my life out and then, well, as much as anyone can ever sort their life out, which we never really do. And then I started the podcast here and the idea is just to talk to amazing people and hear about what they're doing and their path towards wisdom and you know ultimately how we can be a better person each day and whether that's through physical health whether that's through mental health whether that's through work projects creativity whatever i want to hear about what people are talking about i want to hear what they're doing i want to hear what's making them tick you know and i am passionately curious about virtually everything so if someone's got something to say i want to listen to it and i want to hear them tell me all about what they're doing that's well i think really. that that's very giving of you right because most people wouldn't even you know go that line and say okay this is a part of my life that i didn't necessarily want to talk about but once you switch it and you give you throw it out there all of a sudden it becomes this this new uh, aura that comes back right and to where you're helping other people and i think that's uh, pretty awesome that you're doing that because it's um It's rare that you find someone with so much openness to, to be willing to talk about can it. Can so I ask you, how, how did you feel about being so vulnerable about 
these quite sensitive subjects and putting it out there in the whole universe. I felt horrible. Like when the when I first wrote when I first started writing, it was horrible. And you know that obviously when I got I think I wrote the first article and then some people shared it and quite quickly I think I had about a thousand views on the article within like a week or something less than that which was just not what I expected and then there were like people friends and friends of friends reaching out to me because I was that person that everyone knew that was always partying always absolutely hammered like the drunkest person you've seen every time so then people kind of I think they realized well if that person can do it, maybe I've got a shot of doing it. And then once I realized that I was helping people, then I put aside my emotions and I thought, I don't care. You know, I'm going to do this, whatever. I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can. I don't care. You know, maybe people will think I'm pathetic. Maybe people will think I'm crying for attention. Maybe I am crying for attention. Maybe that's what I need right now. But I don't know. I suppose you stopped the, th- you stopped the thinking process and you went in complete. Okay, I'm just going to do this action, action, action. Uh, without thinking of any consequences yeah and just realizing i'm doing this basically for a higher purpose because it seems to be this this positive feedback coming from other people and they seem to be that creates meaning yeah and the meaning surpasses the the resistance to to yeah to, to protecting yourself from yeah okay yeah i think that you've just explained it there that like once there's a reason and a meaning and a purpose for it I don't really care if it's going to negatively impact me um, in the temporarily, you know. If I feel uncomfortable, I don't care. I'll do it anyway. You know, obviously, if it's going to cause me genuine harm, then that's not a good idea. But like in this case, it's like I can feel discomfort. I can open myself up. But the, the problem was when I first started writing after a while and I was getting all of this praise and this, these compliments and people saying nice stuff, because I was in such a vulnerable state, um that praise was damaging to me Hmm. because i was latching onto that praise you know and that became my new drug you know like feeling feeling the you know i was obsessed with how many likes i was getting and things like that because i'm like you're opening yourself up and when people say nice things it, it does validate you and you're like you're feeling so terrible about yourself but then people are validating you and after a while then i got into a stage where I I was trying to give too much of myself away and I was in a terrible place and I had people reaching out to me that were even more vulnerable that I was than I was asking for my help and you know in terrible situations and it kind of culminated with one person ended up killing themselves um and I I kind of realized well, I need to step away from this like I'm not I'm not a, a licensed counselor and mm-hmm. there's people asking me about should they be taking medication there's people asking me like what do I do and all this and I, I can't give anyone any advice you know I, I just tried to be an ear to just to have someone to talk to because I figured if a random person on the other side of the world is reaching out to me it's because they don't have anyone or they don't feel they have anyone they can talk to and I was happy to be that person but then I stepped away from it and now I feel like I, I can look back at it with a more um, fresher head and understand okay these people's emotions these people's situations i can do what i can but ultimately i'm not there to help them and then i partnered with um a friend of mine back home she runs a charity called mad millennials and they offer peer-to-peer support for um 
for young people, like millennials being, I don't know, anyone from about 20 to 35-ish or something, but it's open to anyone. But a lot of the people in there, the mentors, are actually um, therapists and counsellors themselves. So the idea with the groups is that, you know, if, if I were to now write these articles or through the podcast or whatever, getting any people contacting me, then I can channel them through to this and say, okay, I'm glad that you've reached it oh, through this. Idea. And I can channel you to this place where there's going to be people who will actually take care of you, um, as opposed to me, who's a bit too emotionally involved, you know, and not trained to do that, like go to these people. And then they kind of that, when I join with that, then I'm like, okay, I'm, I can join back at this. And I can hopefully use this in some way as a platform to channel people towards that and channel people towards other people's podcasts. Right. Channel well, it's, towards... it's, a, it's a list of resources, right? So exactly. now now you're in a situation where you've gained enough popularity to where at least you can be a support mechanism and then also say, hey, if you have this, I'm not a trained person, but at least you can find these resources that can help you out. Yeah. So where are you in this process? So is your podcast cathartic now to where you're using it to help other people to access those resources? So the podcast now is the podcast... See, I, I've, the blog is still on there, and the blog tells the journey of quitting alcohol, quitting drugs, um, and recovering from years of abuse of that, you know, um, as well as ADHD, medication, and those challenges, and just trying to kind of find myself or whatever, like typical problems that a lot of people in their 20s face, um, more so now than ever, I think. And um, that blog now, when I look back at it, it's painful for me to read. Like it, it makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable because it's a gaze into the person that I was then, which I've still not, I've still not fully processed the person I was and how that, how mental that situation was. But I kept it there because I want to be authentic and I want to be open and say 10, 15 years down the line through whatever endeavors I'm doing, Maybe I have some popularity then. Um, but but I, it's also I, a, a place where you can be and you can show other people, like, this is where I was at this moment. That's the point. And yeah. like, you know, and we have this kind of cancel culture now. And in some of those blogs, maybe I've said things I don't believe now or that weren't true or me trying to figure things out. And instead of someone trying to dig up the past, they're there openly. And if I've said something that is wrong or weird or I was off my head or whatever, then it's fine. I've got to own that. And it makes me so uncomfortable it being there, but I'm like, do you know what? This is part of it. And to me, authenticity is the is the key. Is well, what I'm going for personally. Um, well, with so, any creative venture, it's a process, right? Pardon? The any any creative venture or helping people, it's a process. Yeah, it's it's always a process, right? It's it's right or wrong. In the beginning, we start this. At the end, we feel like this could be a 360 from what you started or 180 i should say uh from where you started but at least it's the process to where you understand that i started here and i ended up here and if you're at this point you need to understand that i've also felt that as well mm. and that you're not alone in, in, in what you're feeling so uh wow i i quite honestly didn't expect all this yeah well, i i, I <laughs> it's uh great so yeah. the openness and the willing the vulnerability that you're exposing to other people and letting them know that hey here it is check it out i think that's uh Whatever comes from it now, I'm, I've kind of detached myself from expectation and I'm just enjoying the process, right. you know. Before it was catharsis um, and I felt compelled to do it. Whereas now the podcast is, it's just as much positivity as I can possibly bring, you know. Talking to amazing people, 
about amazing things, sometimes discussing difficult topics, you know, gender, sexuality, philosophy, refugee crisis, like all these type of things, which are tough subjects. But ultimately, I'm just wanting to raise awareness. You know, I'm an, ex I'm an expert in nothing. But if you can talk to experts and raise some awareness and maybe you maybe someone job. doesn't know there's a refugee crisis in Samos, in Greece. Maybe they don't know that. But maybe right. if they did know that, they would help with it. Maybe someone doesn't know that maybe they're stuck and they, they're not, they don't know how to exercise properly or something. And I'm talking to martial arts people or whatever. It's like just raising that awareness. Sometimes the answers are simple to a lot of things, but sometimes you just need that penny drop. And if, if the right person hears the right thing at the right time, you can have a penny drop and it can be life changing. And I've experienced that from listening and reading things. One day you'll just read something that's plainly obvious and it just light bulb in the head and you just change your whole life based on one little thing you read. And so one of the things that I saw, because you and I recorded in the same location, uh, mm -hmm. that your podcast, I, I assume, is also video. Yes. So you have a video component to yours that people can also find you on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to make people aware of that, that it isn't only just a podcast that of this magnitude, but it's also where there's a visual where you can also see your face and then uh, see the, the guests that you have on your show. So what was the process, Stephen, for you uh, in creating your podcast? Why, mostly, why? mostly procrastination. Mostly yeah. procrastination. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's actually, I mean, it's, it's pretty embarrassing. I, I think I've been, been thinking and doubting and procrastinating on this for already three years because I love the, the medium of podcast. Um, it's so beautiful. Um, can have... I've learned so much from podcasts, like the tons of, inf I read books as well, and, and that's fantastic, and I learn a lot from that as well, but podcasts, you can, you can have a walk and listen to people, you hear all their perspectives, so, so I, I love the medium, I listen to hours and hours of podcasts every week, and I thoroughly enjoy conversations with people. And I'm like, I want to do it because I'm also driven by curiosity, like all kinds of subjects and topics. So I've had this idea since about three years. Um, when I arrived in Barcelona, I finally really got working on it with the energy of the, the new energy of coming here in a new place, transforming my life. I also had, I had this intention to transform my life. Um, and I was very focused on that. So I recorded two interviews quite, quite quickly, set it up did that and then I came to the point of okay now I've, I've done that now I need to produce it into a product and publish it and I my mind find found all kinds of ways to sabotage to put obstacles in the way yeah. like the logo the la 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 the, right, this right. the that um, the, the the strategy or the whatever I mean uh, and in the end it's like everyone else you put it out there you do it right it's, just, all, it's all action pulling the trigger etc exactly and nothing not thinking about it right um, so anyway it took me after recording the first it, it still took me six months uh, to edit it and get it ready well yeah to but basically most of it was just thinking about it not doing anything and then getting in a, in a burst of, 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 of productivity and then basically in one hour you, 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 you do whatever is needed to, to produce. But then I came to the, the, the publishing thing and that actually happened today. Um, and, but also when that was, I was procrastinating. I know how I tricked my mind, but you guys have sidestepped my plan. <laughs> so thank you very much for that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the universe is doing to me, but uh, it's unfolding here. Anyway, so I tricked my mind because, and the, the mind is the, 
the mind is the one you play chess against all the time, sure. right? Um, so the the mind has all kinds of strategies. It knows you. It knows you extremely well, and the, the mind wants a status quo. The mind wants to stay in the status quo. Right. It, it wants it easy. I mean, it's just basic evolution, right? It yeah. wants the easy path. Exactly. The easiest way, the, yeah. le the least amount of energy, the least amount of risk. Don't make my life difficult. So how did I, I sidestep my, I, how, I, how I, did I work on my mind? I said, okay, I'm going to publish it, but I'm not going to market it. Hmm. I'm going to market it a bit later on. Hmm. Then that step of publishing is done again. But uh, now I'm kind of marketing it here. <laughs> no, I, well, that's why I wanted. That's why I asked you to come on here. Uh, Thank you very much. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. This is magical. Yeah, um, and and you share this with whomever you choose. You're welcome to do that. But I think that what you do is not any different than what anyone in the creative process experiences, right? So it's uh, you know, Connor, you had to make the leap. Like, am I going to do this or not? And then Stephen's like, well, I'm procrastinating. But once I make the leap, it feels pretty good, though. And I think that's the most important part about the process is uh, having doubts, uh, afraid to jump off that, that cliff. But when you do, it's kind of liberating, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I, th that's why I wanted to bring you guys on here while we're here at this party is because when I, I learned about what you guys were up to, um, I wanted to have an opportunity to where we can promote people and let them know about your podcast and let them know that this process, even though it is just us speaking into these stupid black things, that uh, it's still a difficult process to experience but then ultimately when we do do it it's, it's out there and uh kudos to you guys for making the leap and going out there and creating something that someone out there because the whole world has access to your podcast right uh, and as you've experienced uh with finding people from around the world that is interested in the topics that you talk about the, you know it's interesting so kudos to you guys and, kudos to you and, as well because you're doing the same thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this, this is for fun and it's about information and as you heard me earlier tonight as we were talking about what we do and what we specialize in is i'm i'm a connector so my job is to connect you to the people that want to hear more about your podcast hopefully they'll share it with that and that on your new podcast congratulations but we're sharing it with other people and, and making it happen so thank you for coming and uh i wish you some luck is there some just, website just one, just one thing before we finish i just want to say um if it makes you feel any better about the procrastination, I, I was thinking about it today, actually. When I first started writing, like, four years ago, um, a girl I went to school with, she said to me, she messaged me, and she was like, oh, like, I'm loving the blog, Connor. You should, um, you should do a podcast. And then that kind of, like, planted the seed, but it's taken that seed four years for me to be like, okay, maybe now's the time. And then even, like, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should become more esteemed before I do it. Or maybe yeah. I should achieve more before I start a podcast. And then for, for whatever reason, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do it now. And finally, that, that trigger. And I think that we all beat ourselves up for procrastination. But sometimes it's just not the right time. And that's fine. And we're thinking, like, we've got these ideas, but they need a bit of time to mature in your head. And I think that, like, procrastination is fine. Most of the creative process, like, you know, if you're writing a, an essay or something, the amount of time you actually spend writing the letters on the paper is nothing. The amount of time you spend thinking about it or trying to force yourself to do it, that's the work. And procrastination is just part of the process. And I think I've had to like teach myself not to beat myself up about it. It's like, okay, cool, I'll chill. I'll chill for a bit and wait until I feel the right time is. Then, like you say, you get that burst and it takes one hour to complete like all the things that and you, you need even, to complete. And you even know it. Yeah, you, you know, know it. it takes an hour. Yeah. Like, you know that it's all just a matter of a short burst of focus getting it done and it happens it happens in a snap you, you, know? Know, you know what i love about this the most is that every one of 
everybody in the creative industry or the creative process experiences the exact same thing, yeah, yeah. whether it's the painting, whether it's the photography, whether it is something physical. I mean, everyone experiences the exact same thing. So this is actually the evolution of this conversation has become about the procrastination of the creative process and what we can do to overcome that in order to make what we want to make it a positive thing for us and others. I wanted to find out, is there a website do you have? Uh, it's thequestforwisdom.com. Thequestforwisdom.com. Um, YouTube, The Quest for Wisdom. Instagram, The Quest for Wisdom. Facebook, The Quest for Wisdom. Um, and my personal Instagram, where I put on a bit of poetry and some comedy stuff like that, is Connor, C-O-N-O-R-J, Monaghan, M-O-N-A-G-H-A-N. And, so and Stephen, uh, your handles or your links? Right now, the podcast is only on Spotify. I'll uh, publish them on all the other channels as well. Um, people can find me best on LinkedIn. Um, Stephen de Klerk, you'll find me there. Can you spell that last name? Because de Klerk is... Yeah, D-E-C-L-E-R-C-Q. C-Q, got it. Okay, and the name of your podcast is The Jungle the Out Jungle There. The Jungle Out There. Yeah, cool. And then Connor's, yours, The Quest for Wisdom. Yeah, the quest for I'm, wisdom. I'm on com. Spotify and Deezer and Google it. Like virtually all the platforms except for apple because apple for some reason they're giving me a problem with my sign in and i'm pissed off because i don't have any apple, apple stuff and that's apple that's so apple. write to apple and complain <laughs> to them please because everybody else accepted it with no issue and apple won't even accept my sign in right details because they so. learned you're doing you're using a pc that's why uh, no, it's, probably, yeah. Apple is difficult, and uh, so, they yeah. change the rules on everybody, and then all of a sudden you have to kind of bend a little bit backwards for them, and you do it because it's Apple, but um, they are a pain in the. But okay, so it's Apple, not just you. Boo you! Um, <laughs> but anywhere else, you can find me. All right, cool. Thank you guys thanks so much. Tomorrow. All right, let's thanks go. Uh, let's, let's go, go and enjoy our network. And if anyone is listening to this, that uh, we're going to have this party probably in another month uh, because I think we've enjoyed this. No, this party, yeah, just getting to know people. Cool. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll thank talk you. To you soon. Bye. All right. Bye. So this is Alvaro back. Uh, I ran into Alberto here at the party uh, in a conversation. He's like, hey, yeah, I just started a podcaster. I just started a podcast. And I was like, what? I was like, we just recorded a whole session on that. <laughs> but because you're here, I still wanted to include it into this episode. Awesome. And um, yeah. I missed it. So my, my apologies on that. I didn't realize that's what you did. No. This is what we do at this party, right? We just yeah. kind of come and enjoy and kind of meet each other. So uh, your name is Alberto Lempira. Correct. And you were from Venezuela. Correct. And how long have you been in Barcelona? Uh, seven years now. Seven years. Yeah. Cool. All right. So the name of your podcast is Not Your Marketer. Good. Yeah. Uh, what was the reason why you created this podcast? Uh, I, I was thinking about uh, having an original name. Uh, I was sure that I wanted to talk about marketing technology. And uh, I wanted something to be catchy and a little bit sassy. So, I don't know. It no, no, just I, came I, out I, of look, the blue. I agree <laughs> with you. I, I you know, As companies that I've had before, I love talking about or naming the name of the company what exactly I do. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because catchy phrases can sometimes So, throw one, off one of the things that I didn't want to sound like is like, I'm this marketing expert that knows everything. So, this is why I was uh, thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm not your marketer. I'm just going to talk about marketing in my point of view, and that's it. Right. So, what is your point of view? So, I, I, I usually, I want, one, of, one of the things that I do is to reflect on the latest things, trends, and news that are, are happening in marketing, how it's evolving, and how it includes a lot of ethical uh, oh, wow. things into it. 
also trying marketing to marketing and ethics uh, one and the same that's uh, kind of interesting that is, like, yeah. that is, and it is difficult and um, one of the things that usually I mean that I'm passionate is the use of, of technology I have been like a nerd since I was in I don't know preschool and um, you don't look like it uh, now I don't look like it but because <laughs> I'm using contact lenses <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah um, and so I wanted to include technology and marketing uh, and one of the things that I was sure is that this is going to be my hobby. I don't, I don't plan to be famous on it. If it happens, it's just, if, because it's going to be locked or anything. Uh, so I just enjoy my time there. And uh, I'm so, also. So what are some of the issues that you talk about when it comes to ethics and marketing? Are you saying uh, that usually, there's a is there is there a problem with the two? Do they not co coexist? Is, well, well, yeah, a lot with data, mm-hmm. uh, especially with uh, companies like. I mean, we do have these big companies like Google, Meta, and they have a lot of information, which is an issue. But, I mean, we as users, we usually, I mean, we grant them uh, access to all of the data. We have agreed to the terms and conditions, privacy policy, and so forth. So, so you're uh, saying there's an issue with that? Well, the, the problem is that people don't read those things because they are usually very long. And they're, I would say, intentionally written to not be read right. by normal people. So, so is uh, this a warning? I, I would say that everybody should read all the terms and conditions and privacy policies of everything uh, before signing up. But here's the thing. Uh, if you don't agree with the terms and conditions of Google, you cannot use you Gmail use or YouTube yeah. or any other. So are you going to be off the grid? Are you going to be okay with that? Because right. maybe you could say, okay, I'm not going to use Meta. I'm going to, I mean, I'm not going to, not not going to use Instagram, for instance. I'm going to use TikTok. Or Facebook. Meta has or, or Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is the th- same thing. I mean, it's not. It's like not selling your soul to the devil. Is choosing to which devil you're going to sell your soul, right? Um, so that is one part of it. And another part is uh, the use of the algorithms. And the algorithms know a lot, a lot from us. And this is one of the things that I, as marketer, use to my advantage. But at the same time, I would say that people, not everybody, but most people are not aware of how much information is out there that can be used not to harm them but to guide them quote unquote uh, to make a decision probably and this is something that I I struggle a lot like because I could have the best intentions I mean me Alberto and using marketing only for the best purposes I'm not going and I'm not going to ever promote or advertise something that is not going to do whatever is expected to do but this is just me mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of people a lot of people and a lot of companies too uh, they use this I mean this technology is out there for everybody it's so let me ask you h- how much of that information that they have on us is personalized and how much of it is just extracurricular data that they just use uh, Alberto um, um, you know probably 30 something mm-hmm. um from Venezuela, living in Europe, uh, do they look at you personally or is it generalized information? Uh, they have both, actually. Wow. If you go to Facebook, if you do have a Facebook account, like in the Blue App account, you can go to the privacy settings and you can see which segments you have been allocated by Facebook. Uh, and you probably you're going to see, if you live abroad, you're, you're going to be part of the expats from your home country. Sure. Uh, if you like dogs, if you like sports, if you like whatever. Those are things that the algorithm automatically uh, sets you in. I mean, like, add you to those segments. And um, 
in addition to that, there's <laughs> every, out, yeah, man. no, but there's, a, I mean, and I don't want to be like, I mean, this is not like a horror story. This is, I mean, this is how things are going. I mean, and I, I, I'm not a promoted promoter of let not have these companies to you to have that data because on the opposite side, you would have if Facebook, uh, I mean, Meta or Google didn't have that, that information from us, online advertising would suck. Like would be like really really bad because the best I mean whenever you look for something on Google or whenever you see an ad on a sponsored post on Instagram or anything, uh, it's highly accurate be- thanks to the inf- in part for the inf- from the information that they have. So in a way, you're telling us that it benefits us because we're, use, we're, we're getting the information uh, that is that we like. Uh, we're my, getting my, the information yeah, that Mike's, we uh, have signed up for, and I like dogs and. I'm going to find out about new dog food that is available out there that otherwise in I probably ideal, would not. Yeah, in an ideal world, that would be the case. Um, I, I always use this example because I also I'm also a professor at a university here in Barcelona, marketing professor, and um, one of the things that I usually one of the examples that I usually use for this is that um, I don't have any kids, so imagine that I all of a sudden start getting ads about diapers for, for babies. Right. That is not going to be accurate, sure. right? In my case, one of the things that I would like to uh, would li- like to have as, uh, as products are not going to be diapers for babies, right? Mm. So, if they don't, if the algorithm doesn't have that information, it's not going to be able to say, hey, Alberto likes, I don't know, maybe has a, a small dog or anything, or love music, or love, I don't know, going to concert or travel or anything. Uh, without that information, online advertising would would not have whatever made online advertising what it is today, which is one of the best things that we have, because if not, you would have whatever we had on radio and TV ads. Right. Generalized. Generalized, Generalized yeah. for the masses, which is not accurate. And for, for people that work in marketing, it's like not the best thing to work on, because you're not going to be ever certain, even, even if you can, uh, like... Check on the gross rating point, which is one. I mean, the best way to measure online commercials that have been like that for many, many decades. Um, you didn't. You 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 are not able to have like an accurate measurement of okay, this ad was shown to people within the segment that I was after, uh, and how many people impacted actually. So it's a it's a very complicated t- uh, topic. And like you mentioned in the beginning, you're doing this just to talk about it. Yeah, just to talk there, about because there's no I monetization. To, I, there's no no one supporting. There's no uh, some white knight behind you that's trying to get this information out to you. I'm, I'm just I, I just love to talk a lot. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what most podcasters like to do, yeah. right? So, uh, so where can we find this uh, fascinating information about? So not your uh, yeah, everybody everywhere you can find any podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so forth. Uh, not do you your have a dedicated website. Notamarketer.com too. Notamarketer.com. By the way, great domain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I assume you got the handles as well on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that means that you ha- did see the consent on the bottom, and you did check off on the Instagram. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have to do that. I, and actually, one of the things that I usually say is that, I mean, even though that I say this about data and so forth, I am, I am aware of how much information is out there about me, and I would say that probably we are we have. Pass, uh, we have passed the the return point on. Okay, let's say we are not going to have any data, personal data out there. Uh, the important thing would be to identify 
what information from each one of us is out there and being able to uh, have some sort of control on it. Can you sleep at night? I can. You luckily, can. because I, if you, one of the ex exercises that I ask my students to do is that you have to Google yourself, right? And you have to be confident that whatever you find on Google is whatever you want people to find about you, right? Because that becomes the accidental police, exactly, right? And a lot of companies are actually looking at anything online uh, if you apply for a job position or anything. Sure. Um, I guess we've been doing that since the mid '90s, whenever uh, Facebook or yeah. MySpace came out, right? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, fascinating information. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm di I'm diving into your podcast good. because uh, this uh, interest should interest everybody because we're all a part of the system, are we not? Absolutely. So uh, notyourmarketer.com, uh, Instagram, notyourmarketer. Yeah, I see that's a handle. Uh, Twitter, Twitter, yeah, it's, but it's, it's mostly Instagram, and uh, I would say that probably the best. Because as this is a hobby, probably is waiting for the it. next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That All would right. be like the best way to, to do. Well, I appreciate it, Alberto. Have a good time. We're recording this at our meetup. I hope that you found some value in meeting up here and having a good time. Sure. If nothing else is, Absolutely. be in touch. And if you have any feedback, uh, there will be some links in the show notes where you can find a fascinating topic. Thank you. Great. Thank you. All right.